the modern drama part one from anarchism and other essays by emma goldman this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by expatriate in bangor maine the modern drama a powerful disseminator of radical thought part one so long as discontent and unrest make themselves but dumbly felt within a limited social class the powers of reaction may often succeed in suppressing such manifestations but when the dumb unrest grows into conscious expression and becomes almost universal it necessarily affects all phases of human thought and action and seeks its individual and social expression in the gradual transvaluation of existing values an adequate appreciation of the tremendous spread of the modern conscious social unrest cannot be gained from merely propagandistic literature rather must we become conversant with the larger phases of human expression manifest in art literature and above all the modern drama the strongest and most far-reaching interpreter of our deep-felt dissatisfaction what a tremendous factor for the awakening of conscious discontent are the simple canvases of a millet the figures of his peasants what terrific indictments against our social wrongs wrongs that condemn the man with the hoe to hopeless drudgery himself excluded from nature's bounty the vision of a meunier conceives the growing solidarity and defiance of labour in the group of miners carrying their maimed brother to safety his genius thus powerfully portrays the interrelation of the seething unrest among those slaving in the bowels of the earth and the spiritual revolt that seeks artistic expression no less important is the factor for rebellious awakening in modern literature turgenev dostoevsky tolstoy andreyev gorky whitman emerson and scores of others embodying the spirit of universal ferment and the longing for social change still more far-reaching is the modern drama as the leaven of radical thought and the disseminator of new values it might seem an exaggeration to ascribe to the modern drama such an important role but a study of the development of modern ideas in most countries will prove that the drama has succeeded in driving home great social truths truths generally ignored when presented in other forms no doubt there are exceptions as russia and france russia with its terrible political pressure has made people think and has awakened their social sympathies because of the tremendous contrast which exists between the intellectual life of the people and the despotic regime that is trying to crush that life yet while the great dramatic works of tolstoy chekhov gorky and andreyev closely mirror the life and the struggle the hopes and aspirations of the russian people they did not influence radical thought to the extent the drama has done in other countries who can deny however the tremendous influence exerted by the power of darkness or night lodging tolstoy the real true christian is yet the greatest enemy of organized christianity with a master hand he portrays the destructive effects upon the human mind of the power of darkness the superstitions of the christian church what other medium could express with such dramatic force the responsibility of the church for crimes committed by its deluded victims what other medium could in consequence rouse the indignation of man's conscience similarly direct and powerful is the indictment contained in gorky's night lodging 
the social pariahs forced into poverty and crime yet desperately clutch at the last vestiges of hope and aspiration lost existences these blighted and crushed by cruel unsocial environment france on the other hand with her continuous struggle for liberty is indeed the cradle of radical thought as such she too did not need the drama as a means of awakening and yet the works of bru as robe rouge portraying the terrible corruption of the judiciary and mirbeau's les affaires sont les affaires picturing the destructive influence of wealth on the human soul have undoubtedly reached wider circles than most of the articles and books which have been written in france on the social question in countries like germany scandinavia england and even in america though in a lesser degree the drama is the vehicle which is really making history disseminating radical thought in ranks not otherwise to be reached let us take germany for instance for nearly a quarter of a century men of brains of ideas and of the greatest integrity made it their life work to spread the truth of human brotherhood of justice among the oppressed and downtrodden socialism that tremendous revolutionary wave was to the victims of a merciless and inhumane system like water to the parched lips of the desert traveller alas the cultured people remained absolutely indifferent to them that revolutionary tide was but the murmur of dissatisfied discontented men dangerous illiterate troublemakers whose proper place was behind prison bars self-satisfied as the cultured usually are they could not understand why one should fuss about the fact that thousands of people were starving though they contributed towards the wealth of the world surrounded by beauty and luxury they could not believe that side by side with them lived human beings degraded to a position lower than a beast's shelterless and ragged without hope or ambition this condition of affairs was particularly pronounced in germany after the franco-prussian war full to the bursting point with its victory germany thrived on a sentimental patriotic literature thereby poisoning the minds of the country's youth by the glory of conquest and bloodshed intellectual germany had to take refuge in the literature of other countries in the works of ibsen zola daudet maupassant and especially in the great works of dostoevsky tolstoy and turgenev but as no country can long maintain a standard of culture without a literature and drama related to its own soil so germany gradually began to develop a drama reflecting the life and the struggles of its own people arno holz one of the youngest dramatists of that period startled the philistines out of their ease and comfort with his familia zelica the play deals with society's refuse men and women of the alleys whose only subsistence consists of what they can pick out of the garbage barrels a gruesome subject is it not and yet what other method is there to break through the hard shell of the minds and souls of people who have never known want and who therefore assume that all is well in the world needless to say the play aroused tremendous indignation the truth is bitter and the people living on the fifth avenue of berlin hated to be confronted with the truth not that familia zelica represented anything that had not been written about for years without any seeming result but the dramatic genius of holz together with the powerful interpretation of the play necessarily made inroads into the widest circles and forced people to think about the terrible inequalities around them zudermann's ere and heimat deal with vital subjects 
i have already referred to the sentimental patriotism so completely turning the head of the average german as to create a perverted conception of honour duelling became an everyday affair costing innumerable lives a great cry was raised against the fad by a number of leading writers but nothing acted as such a clarifier and exposer of that national disease as the era not that the play merely deals with duelling it analyzes the real meaning of honour proving that it is not a fixed inborn feeling but that it varies with every people in every epoch depending particularly on one's economic and social station in life we realize from this play that the man in the brownstone mansion will necessarily define honour differently from his victims the family heinecke enjoys the charity of the millionaire muling being permitted to occupy a dilapidated shanty on his premises in the absence of their son robert the latter as muling's representative is making a vast fortune for his employer in india on his return robert discovers that his sister had been seduced by young muling whose father graciously offers to straighten matters with a cheque for forty thousand marks robert outraged and indignant resents the insult to his family's honour and is forthwith dismissed from his position for impudence robert finally throws this accusation into the face of the philanthropist millionaire we slave for you we sacrifice our heart's blood for you while you seduce our daughters and sisters and kindly pay for their disgrace with the gold we have earned for you that is what you call honour an incidental sidelight upon the conception of honour is given by count trost the principal character in the era a man widely conversant with the customs of various climes who relates that in his many travels he chanced across a savage tribe whose honour he mortally offended by refusing the hospitality which offered him the charms of the chieftain's wife the theme of heimat treats of the struggle between the old and the young generations it holds a permanent and important place in dramatic literature magda the daughter of lieutenant colonel schwartz has committed an unpardonable sin she refused the suitor selected by her father for daring to disobey the parental commands she is driven from home magda full of life and the spirit of liberty goes out into the world to return to her native town twelve years later a celebrated singer she consents to visit her parents on condition that they respect the privacy of her past but her martinet father immediately begins to question her insisting on his paternal rights magda is indignant but gradually his persistent brings to light the tragedy of her life he learns that the respected counsellor von keller had in his student days been magda's lover while she was battling for her economic and social independence the consequence of the fleeting romance was a child deserted by the man even before birth the rigid military father of magda demands as retribution from counsellor von keller that he legalize the love affair in view of magda's social and professional success keller willingly consents but on condition that she forsake the stage and place the child in an institution the struggle between the old and the new culminates in magda's defiant words of the woman grown to conscious independence of thought and action i'll say what i think of you of you and your respectable society why should i be worse than you that i must prolong my existence among you by a lie why should this gold upon my body and the lustre which surrounds my name only increase my infamy have i not worked early and late for ten long years 
have i not woven this dress with sleepless nights have i not built up my career step by step like thousands of my kind why should i blush before anyone i am myself and through myself i have become what i am the general theme of heimat was not original it had been previously treated by a master hand in fathers and sons partly because turgenev's great work was typical rather of russian than universal conditions and still more because it was in the form of fiction the influence of fathers and sons was limited to russia but heimat especially because of its dramatic expression became almost a world factor the dramatist who not only disseminated radicalism but literally revolutionized the thoughtful germans is gerhard hauptmann his first play for sonnenaufgang refused by every leading german theatre and first performed in a wretched little playhouse behind a beer garden acted like a stroke of lightning illuminating the entire social horizon its subject matter deals with the life of an extensive landowner ignorant illiterate and brutalized and his economic slaves of the same mental calibre the influence of wealth both on the victims who created it and the possessor thereof is shown in the most vivid colours as resulting in drunkenness idiocy and decay but the most striking feature of forzonenaufgang the one which brought a shower of abuse on hauptmann's head was the question as to the indiscriminate breeding of children by unfit parents during the second performance of the play a leading berlin surgeon almost caused a panic in the theatre by swinging a pair of forceps over his head and screaming at the top of his voice the decency and morality of germany are at stake if childbirth is to be discussed openly from the stage the surgeon is forgotten and hauptmann stands a colossal figure before the world when die weber first saw the light pandemonium broke out in the land of thinkers and poets what cried the moralists working men dirty filthy slaves to be put on the stage poverty in all its horrors and ugliness to be dished out as an after-dinner amusement that is too much indeed it was too much for the fat and greasy bourgeoisie to be brought face to face with the horrors of the weaver's existence it was too much because of the truth and reality that rang like thunder in the deaf ears of self-satisfied society jacques of course it was generally known even before the appearance of this drama that capital cannot get fat unless it devours labour that wealth cannot be hoarded except through the channels of poverty hunger and cold but such things are better kept in the dark lest the victims awaken to a realization of their position but it is the purpose of the modern drama to rouse the consciousness of the oppressed and that indeed was the purpose of gerhard hauptmann in depicting to the world the conditions of the weavers in silesia human beings working eighteen hours daily yet not earning enough for bread and fuel human beings living in broken wretched huts half covered with snow and nothing but tatters to protect them from the cold infants covered with scurvy from hunger and exposure pregnant women in the last stages of consumption victims of a benevolent christian era without life without hope without warmth ah yes it was too much hauptmann's dramatic versatility deals with every stratum of social life besides portraying the grinding effect of economic conditions he also treats of the struggle of the individual for his mental and spiritual liberation from the slavery of convention and tradition thus heinrich the bell forger in the dramatic prose poem die versunkene glocke fails to reach the mountain peaks of liberty 
because as rautendelein said he had lived in the valley too long similarly dr fokarath and anna mar remained lonely souls because they too lacked the strength to defy venerated traditions yet their very failure must awaken the rebellious spirit against a world forever hindering individual and social emancipation max halbe jugend and wendekin's and wedekin's frühlings erwachen are dramas which have disseminated radical thought in an altogether different direction they treat of the child and the dense ignorance and narrow puritanism that meet the awakening of nature particularly this is true of frühlings erwachen young boys and girls sacrificed on the altar of false education and of our sickening morality that prohibits the enlightenment of youth as to questions so imperative to the health and well-being of society the origin of life and its functions it shows how a mother and a truly good mother at that keeps her fourteen-year-old daughter in absolute ignorance as to all matters of sex and when finally the young girl falls a victim to her own ignorance the same mother sees her daughter killed by quack medicines the inscription on her grave states that she died of anemia and morality is satisfied the fatality of our puritanic hypocrisy in these matters is especially illumined by wedekind in so far as our most promising children fall victims to sex ignorance and the utter lack of appreciation on the part of the teachers of the child's awakening Venla, unusually developed and alert for her age pleads with her mother to explain the mystery of life i have a sister who has been married for two and a half years i myself have been made an aunt for the third time and i haven't the least idea how it all comes about don't be cross mother dear whom in the world should i ask but you don't scold me for asking about it give me an answer how does it happen you cannot really deceive yourself that i who am fourteen years old still believe in the stork were her mother herself not a victim of false notions of morality an affectionate and sensible explanation might have saved her daughter but the conventional mother seeks to hide her moral shame and embarrassment in this evasive reply in order to have a child one must love the man to whom one is married one must love him venla as you at your age are still unable to love now you know it how much venla knew the mother realized too late the pregnant girl imagines herself ill with dropsy and when her mother cries in desperation you haven't the dropsy you have a child girl the agonized venla exclaims in bewilderment but it's not possible mother i am not married yet oh mother why didn't you tell me everything with equal stupidity the boy morris is driven to suicide because he fails in his school examinations and melchior the youthful father of venla's unborn child is sent to the house of correction his early sexual awakening stamping him a degenerate in the eyes of teachers and parents for years thoughtful men and women in germany had advocated the compelling necessity of sex enlightenment mutterschutz a publication specially devoted to frank and intelligent discussion of the sex problem has been carrying on its agitation for a considerable time but it remained for the dramatic genius of wedekind to influence radical thought to the extent of forcing the introduction of sex physiology in many schools of germany scandinavia like germany was advanced through the drama much more than through any other channel long before ibsen appeared on the scene bjornson the great essayist 
thundered against the inequalities and justice prevalent in those countries but his was a voice in the wilderness reaching but the few not so with ibsen his brand doll's house pillars of society ghosts and an enemy of the people have considerably undermined the old conceptions and replaced them by a modern and real view of life one has but to read brand to realize the modern conception let us say of religion religion as an ideal to be achieved on earth religion as a principle of human brotherhood of solidarity and kindness ibsen the supreme hater of all social shams has torn the veil of hypocrisy from their faces his greatest onslaught however is on the four cardinal points supporting the flimsy network of society first the lie upon which rests the life of to-day second the futility of sacrifice as preached by our moral codes third petty material consideration which is the only god the majority worships and fourth the deadening influence of provincialism these four recur as the late motif in ibsen's plays but particularly in pillars of society doll's house ghosts and an enemy of the people pillars of society what a tremendous indictment against the social structure that rests on rotten and decayed pillars pillars nicely gilded and apparently intact yet merely hiding their true condition and what are these pillars consul bernick at the very height of his social and financial career the benefit of his town and the strongest pillar of the community has reached the summit through the channel of lies deception and fraud he has robbed his bosom friend johann of his good name and has betrayed lona hessel the woman he loved to marry her stepsister for the sake of her money he has enriched himself by shady transactions under cover of the community's good and finally even goes to the extent of endangering human life by preparing the indian girl a rotten and dangerous vessel to go to sea but the return of lona brings him the realization of the emptiness and meanness of his narrow life he seeks to placate the waking conscience by the hope that he has cleared the ground for the better life of his son of the new generation but even this last hope soon falls to the ground as he realizes that truth cannot be built on a lie at the very moment when the whole town is prepared to celebrate the great benefactor of the community with banquet praise he himself now grown to full spiritual manhood confesses to the assembled townspeople i have no right to this homage my fellow-citizens must know me to the core then let every one examine himself and let us realize the prediction that from this event we begin a new time the old with its tinsel its hypocrisy its hollowness its lying propriety and its pitiful cowardice shall lie behind us like a museum open for instruction with a doll's house ibsen has paved the way for woman's emancipation nora awakens from her doll's role to the realization of the injustice done her by her father and her husband helmer torvald when i was at home with father he used to tell me all his opinions and i held the same opinions if i had others i concealed them because he would not have approved he used to call me his doll child and play with me as i played with my dolls then i came to live in your house you settled everything according to your taste 
and i got the same taste as you or i pretended to when i look back on it now i seem to have been living like a beggar from hand to mouth i lived by performing tricks for you torvald but you would have it so you and father have done me a great wrong in vain helmer uses the old philistine arguments of wifely duty and social obligations nora has grown out of her doll's dress into full stature of conscious womanhood she is determined to think and judge for herself she has realized that before all else she is a human being owing the first duty to herself she is undaunted even by the possibility of social ostracism she has become sceptical of the justice of the law the wisdom of the constituted her rebelling soul rises in protest against the existing in her own words i must make up my mind which is right society or i in her childlike faith in her husband she had hoped for the great miracle but it was not the disappointed hope that opened her vision to the falsehoods of marriage it was rather the smug contentment of helmer with a safe lie one that would remain hidden and not endanger his social standing when nora closed behind her the door of her gilded cage and went out into the world a new regenerated personality she opened the gate of freedom and truth for her own sex and the race to come more than any other play ghosts has acted like a bomb explosion shaking the social structure to its very foundations in doll's house the justification of the union between nora and helmer rested at least on the husband's conception of integrity and rigid adherence to our social morality indeed he was the conventional ideal husband and devoted father not so in ghosts mrs alving married captain alving only to find that he was a physical and mental wreck and that life with him would mean utter degradation and be fatal to possible offspring in her despair she turned to her youth's companion young pastor manders who as the true saviour of souls for heaven must needs be indifferent to earthly necessities he sent her back to shame and degradation to her duties to husband and home indeed happiness to him was but the unholy manifestation of a rebellious spirit and a wife's duty was not to judge but to bear with humility the cross which a higher power had for your own good laid upon you mrs alving bore the cross for twenty-six long years not for the sake of the higher power but for her little son oswald whom she longed to save from the poisonous atmosphere of her husband's home it was also for the sake of the beloved son that she supported the lie of his father's goodness in superstitious awe of duty and decency she learned alas too late that the sacrifice of her entire life had been in vain and that her son oswald was visited by the sins of his father that he was irrevocably doomed this too she learned that we are all of us ghosts it is not only what we have inherited from our father and mother that walks in us it is all sorts of dead ideas and lifeless old beliefs they have no vitality but they cling to us all the same and we can't get rid of them and then we are one and all so pitifully afraid of light when you forced me under the yoke you called duty and obligation when you praised as right and proper what my whole soul rebelled against as something loathsome it was then that i began to look into the seams of your doctrine 
i only wished to pick at a single knot but when i had got that undone the whole thing ravelled out and then i understood that it was all machine sewn end of the modern drama part one recording by expatriate in bangor maine